Warning, the following episodes have spooky content and foul language afoot. Aside from the spooky and foul language you're going to hear, pen names are also used. Here at the Introverted Poets Podcast, we pride ourselves on using pen names. The purpose of the pen names is to enjoy storytelling with no holds barred. Of course, unless you want to go without a pen name. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the final episode of both season two of the Introverted Poets podcast and the final episode of the Spooky Scary Spectacular. If you are just tuning into the podcast, we are a safe space for the shy writer and poet and work with all kinds of pen names like yours truly over here, Eliana Jake. However, for the remainder of 2021 and the remainder of season two, yes, this is our second season, we've been doing scary stories instead of holiday cheer. Why? Because why not? Ways to be featured on our podcast will be posted on our episode description wherever you listen to us, be it Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Now, on with our final episode of the Spooky Scary Spectacular, we have with us Philip Wolf, who will be sharing with us his paranormal experience, a pair of sisters dealing with a spirit box, and so much more. Stay tuned. Our first storyteller is here in the studio. He came to the studio to meet yours truly, Eliana, and other members of the production and script writing crew. Hello. Hello, Mr. All right, and Philip Wolf is here to share his paranormal experience with us today. So, Mr. Wolf, tell us, what is your paranormal experience? Well, my paranormal experience, it's, I mean, it's not like, it's not a scary one. It's not, it's nothing like that. I don't want to lead you to think it's like, oh, one of those like really spooky ones that like you've had before on your show, but it's still like kind of a paranormal experience, whether like it's believed or not, it's up, it's, it's really up to skepticism. Mm-hmm. So this happened when I was in high school, and it wasn't really with me directly and involved with the girl I was seeing at the time. And like, it was weird because like it was just like a normal day, whatever. And then uh, like my friends, like I, I I forgot what the hell I was doing, and like I come back to like the group of friends I usually hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, like one of them comes up to me like hey uh there's something up with uh with so-and-so like um okay so i go up and then like she go like she comes up to me and she hugs me like and she says daddy like like not like in the like in the you know like uh sexual like boyfriend girlfriend like no this is like a, a child calling a father daddy kind of situation okay so this was like this was a, a possession because she's like really sensitive and very susceptible to that kind of thing. Okay. So she was possessed by the spirit of a child and she, uh, she, I guess she took, to, saw me as her dad. So I was like, okay, like I didn't, like I wasn't freak out. I was like, okay, so literally like, we kind of just like went with it. Yeah. And like it, like it went on for a while, like, she would pop up here and there and she'd want to play. She would like, either want to play with a rattle or just play with balls or something like that. And like, you know, I'd like adhere to it. I'd just play with her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this went on for like a good like few years. How many years? Like a few years because like it, that was like when we first started, like that happened. It was like my, I think my sophomore year. Okay. And then, like, yeah, I continued throughout my senior year and, like, like another year after that. Like, after a while, like, 
Like, we weren't together anymore, like, after my senior year. But, like, we were still talking and we were still friends and stuff. And, like, we, I would still, like, talk with the, with that little girl. And, like, after a while, like, we just completely stopped talking. And then, yeah, like, I never really, never really talked about that anymore. And would it happen, like, in certain places? Or it would just like, be at first, random? The first time it happened, like, it was there at Martin and, uh, or at, uh, in the like in the picnic area where the band hall is, mm-hmm. and then like after that she kind of just like made herself at home there in her body. That's strange. Yeah. And, but prior to like the possession, would she do anything else? Like, did she have any other gifts? Mm, not that I really know of. Like I, cause like I like. It's like stuff like that like if I don't like think about it or, like talk about it like I forget about it like, I think that uh well her family like I think like they had like a Native American in their blood like they were like all like like fair skin but like they all had like the long straight hair and um but, like I don't know like, what ties they, they had in Mexico and shit like that. And to a point where like one of like their ancestors was like fighting the devil or some shit like that. Like kind of like being a dick to the devil, not like like someone righteous fighting the devil and shit like no, someone just being a dick to him. So they had like a long line of shamans and mysticism in their family. No, they were just like a bunch of assholes that were fighting the devil. Cause, like, like I was saying, like, I'm not, I'm telling you, it wasn't like it wasn't like a righteous kind of fighting with the devil. It was like kind of like this guy was just being a dick to this other person. It was kind of the deal. And how did you come about finding that part out? She was, she had told me that story about like one of her like great grand grandfathers uh, like that he would like like beat the 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 devil with like this rope belt or some shit like that. I don't know the weird story. Like I said, I can't really re- I don't remember much of it. It sounds like a weird story. Yeah. That is a weird story. I have never heard of that in my life before. Mm. And, mm. like, you wouldn't freak out? No, I mean, it's... Like, it wasn't, like, scary. It wasn't creepy or anything like that. Like, whether, other, like, whether people believe it or not, like, if it was actually a possession or, like, people saying, oh, no, she's just like faking or whatever like it's like I said it's up to skepticism but like what had happened had happened like, I didn't think she was joking or it was a game or anything like that so I just went with it and but is that like but you yourself have never had anything spooky scary happen to you in particular one, like the, the the only time I could remember thinking of like something spooky and scary was, you know, again like it was in my high school years. As I think I can't remember like if it was my sophomore or junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was at my grandparents' house, well my grandma's house because at that point my grandpa my grandfather already passed away, mm-hmm. and she wouldn't sleep in that ro- in her room anymore. Not because that's where he died. Like, he died in the house, but he didn't die in that room. Okay. He died in the kitchen. Like, he had a heart attack, and, like, she was still asleep, and she couldn't. By the time she woke up, she, uh, he was already on the floor. He was already blue, so there was no way of resuscitating him. Mm-hmm. 
but like for her like it's like i can't sleep in that room because that's the room that i shared with him so yeah so she would sleep in the middle room yeah and like no but like back to what i feel like i was just like it was it was late like it was the weekend because usually i'd stay there on the weekends after after you know during the week of school yeah and it was like maybe like two three in the morning just watching tv and i just like i'm like I'm not sleepy, like, I wasn't dozing off or anything, I'm just, like, staring, like, straight, and I see, like, this lady, like, in white with, like, black hair, like, with, with her hand outreach to me, like, trying to grab me. Oh, man. Like, just standing at the, standing at the foot of the bed, like, I'm laying towards the foot of the bed, like, closer to the TV, and, like, she's there at that foot, at that same foot, like, just, like, looking at me, trying, like, with her hand out. Yeah. And I'm staring straight at it, and, like, not blinking or anything and then just like after like like a second it just disappeared like it vanished well like and i was like was that really there because like i was like i said i wasn't dozing off i wasn't sleepy but it's hard to believe like i didn't close my eyes and blink it's like i went from seeing it to not seeing it that sounds very weird yeah and very unsettling i, I wouldn't have liked that and you never saw that apparition ever again no, I've never, like, after that, like, that, that was that only encounter I've ever had, like, and I've never brought it up to anyone. Because, like, I say, I say, oh, you're probably just sleeping on the muscle, like, you're the muscle, meat on the cold, it's going to be just brushed off, so they were like, what's the point of bringing it up, it's just going to be like, oh, whatever, it's nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I, find, I find it weird, because, like, I've had plenty of paranormal experiences, like, more than I can count, and not exactly, like, ghostly counters, like, some other things, like, I have witnesses and they've been like yeah i saw it too and we just don't talk about it anymore we can't there um thank you for coming into the studio and going through our covid test and thank you for having me and really enjoyed the time here with you yeah thanks for the dinner and all that good stuff so we're going to say happy new year we did record this on january 1st of 2022 we had high plans of getting this episode out on Jan- of tw- of December 31st, 2021. But of course, being that it's the holidays, it's kind of hard to get everybody on a schedule. So with this concludes our first, well, not our first, but our second in-studio interview, our first of 2022 for the Introverted Poets podcast, Spooky, Scary, Spectacular, slash our season two finale. And with this, we're going to have other stories coming in, and those are going to be submissions. Stay tuned. Big shout out to my boy Loki Jesse and Down on Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review Show podcast for giving us a plug. Got a need for horror year round? Check them out on Spotify. That is Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review Podcast. There's latest episode reviews Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead 2004. Check them out. With that concludes our second in-studio interview with Philip Wolf. We now move on to a Zoom interview with Jackie. If you are on TikTok, make sure you follow her at JacquelineAnnV421. Or if you have Facebook, you can follow her at DivineHarmony1111Tarot for amazing spiritual content and her amazing spiritual candles. Links will be provided on the episode description wherever you catch the Introverted Poets podcast, be it anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and many more. Thank you all for tuning in to the Introverted Poets Podcast. I am your host, Eliana Jane. 
And on this special Christmas Eve Eve, we have Jacqueline with us. Hello. Good evening. Hi, everybody. Would you like to plug yourself, ma'am? I know you have such an amazing and huge TikTok following. Thank you. Um, yes, I'm on TikTok. I do um, videos for tarot. I do videos um, with my candles. I make candles as well. I have a couple different ones. Um, I have my tarot, some tarot decks here. I have like 13 decks. So Ooh. I post videos there. I go live on TikTok at Jacqueline um a v 421 i also go live on facebook and on instagram i'm just starting a new instagram for my tarot so that's um underscore divine harmony 1111 underscore and my facebook page is divine harmony 1111 tarot so you can go follow me there i always okay. upload all the videos to the to my facebook so i kind of merge them so you should awesome. be able to find me and she's awesome to watch live i personally watch her and i love the energy she gives off it gives me in a good mood and we all love a spiritualist that genuinely gets you in a good mood that's how i feel it's the real deal because you get the vibes right away and it gives you it's like an instant reiki and that's the kind of energy yes. we like. And she's here with us to share with us her paranormal experience when she could be out shopping or wrapping gifts. So I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your busy day. And I'm sure it's busy for you this week. Yeah, it's extremely busy for me, especially that um, I also go to school and stuff. So yeah, and then with the holidays. But I'm honestly very grateful to be on the show. I love to uh, practice gratitude, you know, especially when you're into spirituality there's always a need to to practice gratitude and just be appreciative for the little things so i'm just so happy and feel so blessed to be on your your podcast show thank you thank you so much i really really appreciate it oh i thank you for coming on because like it's not because sometimes people get very weird about sharing their paranormal experiences like i know one of my friend's dads i guess because it's not something you can reason with tangible things he just doesn't like talking about his experience and he like when we bring it up he gets nervous or he just doesn't like talking about it so thank you for being brave and sharing your story with us I love being open-minded and I honestly love talking about this stuff <laughs> so to me I guess when I was younger when I started experiencing paranormal activity around or like um dream premonitions and stuff like that I didn't honestly know too much about what was going on with myself but I knew that I was um extremely sensitive around certain individuals which I know that I'm an empath now growing up and I guess some things that I, like I'm the type of person that always remembers my dreams and stuff and I have so many crazy stories but I mean today we're gonna just uh focus on on the spirit box story so <laughs> I mean <laughs> The other stuff could be for another time, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but what is a spirit box? I've never heard of a spirit box except like in the Pandora story. And that's like in sixth grade in like literature when they're teaching you that. that that's it. Well, it's like an electric um, magnetic device. And I guess it picks up on uh, certain frequencies. It picks up on like certain frequencies and vibrations. So the spirits... um. They can actually get energy from the box too and transmit it uh, to speak through the box. First experience with it was on an app. My sister, um, she also helped me do this. She's 
she's more braver than I am with it, right? So she also has an app that she paid for, so you can do it on your phone. The first time I experienced it myself, um, I actually kind of freaked out. <laughs> I was like, I bet you this thing is, it's just, you know, bull. It doesn't, you know, I, I didn't really have too much belief in it. So I was like, but I'm going to try it out. So I started to um, try it out or whatever. And then I just started it picking up uh, the different spirits here in my room. And um, they were just kind of like talking about stuff that they would see in the room, I guess. They were like, oh, like makeup brushes and then jewelry. So it wasn't too freaky, right? But then I started hearing like, oh, turn off the TV. The TV was really loud. And then the, somebody spoke through the box that said, like, I didn't have no protection up that time either. So maybe that's why I didn't feel 100% safe. But um, yeah, so I, it just picked up like, oh, I'm under the bed, like I'm buried here under the bed and I'm a female and it was just some crazy, I got so scared. I was like under the bed and, and I was thinking, how could there be something under my bed? Like I, at the time I didn't have like a bed frame, like I was just straight up on mattress on the floor. So I was like starting to think, oh my God, is there like a body or something buried under my house? Which I know there's not, but that was just like me overthinking and freaking out. So I ended up like turning the app off and deleting it. And I didn't use it again, really. But my sister, she was like, yeah, I got it. And um, sometimes we do tarot together. She does tarot. And then we have another friend who's a medium and she can pick up on energies like very strongly and um, channel messages and stuff too. So um, my sister's the one who set it up. We did it again with her. Um, we were on a kind of like this, like a Zoom yeah. thing, but on, on Facebook Messenger. So we had all three of us there. My sister lit like three three white candles, you know, for protection. And we did a prayer before we went on. And at first we were kind of just trying to pick up, I guess, random messages. But it was funny because like the first message that we picked up from somebody on the other side, like they were saying names and, and my sister was like, introduce yourself. So we're communicating with them and then they're like, Oh, podcast. Like they thought we were on a podcast because they could hear us all talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, there's a podcast. And then my sister's like, are you on a podcast <laughs> or were you on a podcast? Did you die doing a podcast? And I was like, I think they're trying to ask of us if we're on a podcast. They think we're on a podcast because we're all talking and we're all like on a video. And I was like, That's it's kind of similar, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of people coming through the box. So it kind of got like too, too, like too many messages at once. So it wasn't very clear anymore, too many people. So we turned it off to refresh the energy. And then I just said, hey, can we like contact somebody that I know? Because like a week before I had a dream of my friend, which I'm, I'm not gonna say her real name. I'm just gonna use an alias. And I'm gonna go with, um, I had, a, I had a name. Oh yeah, Janice. We'll just call her Janice. That was, <laughs> I was like, I already had a name planned. I was just trying to think, I don't want to use a name of people I know because they're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I understand. Janice. <laughs> yeah. we'll so she came here. to me in a dream, right? A lot of times, like people that have been close to me or people know that I could pick up on certain energies, 
they come and try to send me a message for them through a dream. Now, I'm not the type of person either that was like, I have so much control over like my spiritual gifts because I still am mastering my own gifts. I'm still finding myself, but I can't, as of right now, contact somebody for someone. But it's like when they want to come to me, they come to me in my dreams, yeah. they give me warnings or they just want me to send a message to their loved ones or or they just want to send a message to me in uh, like directly. There's just something they want to tell me. So I've had uh, several experiences with people that were close to me that passed away um, that visit me in my dreams. So she visited me and I felt so bad when I found out because I didn't even find out till like months later. Nobody told me. I just didn't, nobody told me. And I still talk to her. I was, you know, I'm talking to myself, I guess people would say. But to me, I know that they're always around us. So I'll just talk to the spirits, even if I can't hear them respond, right? So um, I feel like, okay, so she came to me in this dream. And in the dream, she was like at a rehab. And um, there was just, there was a lot going on in the dream. There was like a party and and there was like some guys and they were trying to, to hurt her. Mm-hmm. And um, they were trying to do stuff to me too in the dream. I don't mean, I don't want to go into super detail, but it was pretty bad what they were trying to do. And um, I just, I honestly, it was so bad that like I was trying to stab them in my dream, but they were like disappearing like ghosts. And then I didn't see her anymore in my dream. So I called her out on the spirit box. And it took her a while to get on there. Like the other spirits were asking them if they could bring her. And they did. She finally got on there. And then she said, yeah, I'm here. And that's when we, I started to talk to her. Like, I mean, obviously through the video camera, right? I just told her, hey, it's me, Jackie. Like, do you remember me? And then she said, yes, that she had remembered me. And well, we just started asking kind of like more questions. And if she had crossed over yet and she... She had said no, and she kind of started giving me details of how she had passed away, and she just said, like, overdose, you know, and I guess that's why I had seen a rehab in my dream, right? And I asked her, too, I was like, did you reach out to me in my dream? Were you trying to get my attention? And she said yes. And, like, when all this happened, I guess, to me, it seemed like, wow, how how ironic that we're all together on here, on you know, with her, like, we're all light workers. And like we're trying to help these people that are that are stuck here. So I started asking her, then she gave me a street name specifically, I guess, as to where she was when this happened, or maybe the people who were trying to hurt her. But we could also hear like other spirits in the background as well. Like, and it seemed like they were trying to silence her. And Jill said that she that she felt and she had a vision of somebody like trying to like cover her mouth for not for them for her not to be heard or to be able to say what happened to her so I mean at this point there's a lot of questions going in my mind I mean I didn't even know all the questions to ask her at the time but I mean she told me that and then I just continued to ask her questions I was like hey so um do you know that your family loves you and they forgive you and you know, she was having, I guess, a hard time crossing over because she hadn't forgiven herself, you know, because she did have children and stuff. So I just told her, hey, do you remember God? And she said, yeah. I said, well, you just need to go look for the light and um, look for God. Just forgive yourself because your family loves you. 
um, they miss you very much. They're always posting about you and talking about you. And, you know, I told her, I love you a lot too. And then she said, cause she had said my name, right? And then um, I said, go towards the light. And she started, she said, I'm here. Like she's kind of confirmed that she had made it. So like, I mean, and when all this happened, like I was outside though, I didn't do this in my room. I'm like very hesitant, you know, I'm like very protective of my house. I'm always staging it, cleansing it inside and outside and even go cleanse my car, right? Cause so many people go in and out of our vehicles or in and out of our house or yard, like, you know, like the delivery man or mailman, like, oh, the plate lady who brings my mom's plates. Just, you know, anybody could pick, bring some bad vibrations, bad vibes, you know, there yeah. are certain humans and all that negative energy that could stay attached to your house, right? So I personally was like, I don't want to invite the spirits into my house because I don't know if all of these spirits are good spirits or bad spirits, especially with the spirit box. Like you could pick up on anything. Yeah. I mean, when I try to communicate, I try to do my prayers. I, I communicate with like, beings of the light not the darkness i mean i honestly probably could but it would probably just suck all my energy dry dry so i mean most of the ones we had spoken to on the box though they didn't seem bad they just seemed very lost very lost souls and um i don't know i just it it was pretty a pretty good experience to me i i felt really at peace like knowing that my friend was at peace and that I got to communicate with her at least one last time and when all this stuff was happening like I could swear like I felt like that cold that cold feeling or you get like goosebumps everywhere but I didn't have like a feeling of fear like I did the first time that I had gone and used the spirit box like um I felt like more at ease and I don't know maybe if it was because I was outside <laughs> I was like, let the spirits like if they're around go that way. <laughs> Maybe. And, uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, there's more advanced boxes, which I mean, they're kind of pricey and stuff. Like, and that was just with an app. Like, if you have the actual spirit box, like, you could pick up on a lot more stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people I watch on YouTube. I love watching those videos of people communicating through the spirit box. Oh, you know, they're the ones where they. They call celebrities on there. Those poor celebrities are probably with me. me alone. I'm tired. All I did was work alive. Now you're all making me work dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot his name. One of the guys I follow, he, he was talking to Marilyn Monroe, and she said that it was beautiful up there where she was at. So um, a lot of most of them are at peace, you know. But, yeah, there's some people that try to ask certain questions, you know, that maybe the spirits might not be comfortable answering like what when my friend told me I didn't really ask her she just told me like out of the blue I guess she wanted me to know what happened to her yeah because you said you found out later so I would imagine it was a shock yeah like I didn't ask her hey how did you pass away or anything but to me I feel like she was clearly trying to communicate the way she passed away to me in my dream and she wanted to make it clear that I have an understanding and I'm, I felt like she may have felt guilty, right, for leaving people behind because, you know, addiction is a really hard thing to overcome. Like, I mean, I went through an addiction too when I was younger. Now I'm, I'm clean, so I mean, I'm happy with my life. But not a lot of people get clean, you know. I've seen people suffer with really, really bad addictions, you know, and um, some people they don't make it, you know. And there's the people who are struggling to survive to get through the addiction, right? 
and it's really hard for them too. Like, you know, they just, they can get clean and at any point they could just relapse. And especially with those heavy drugs, like it really affects your body, especially when you get used to it, you know? So it's a real struggle for people. It's at some point, those type of like individuals, they, um, it's just like, they don't even, they don't really want to do it anymore. It just feels like they can't get off of, get off of it anymore. Like it's a struggle for them. And like, I, I honestly pray for people like that. I never, I never d judge anybody for like whatever it is they choose to do. You know, I always pray for them and just hope that they get better. Like I would never hold a grudge against anybody if, you know, they happen to have passed away like that, you know, they start, they went through their own suffering and struggles and like everybody else does, you know? So I just told her your family loves you and they forgives you. <laughs> forgive they forgive you because I mean honestly you can't hold on to stuff like that you know it wasn't nobody else's fault it's just sometimes we also hang around the wrong people and we get involved in the wrong situations which can lead to that so you know it's always about also practicing discernment with ourselves and not only that but I feel like it's also about learning from the experiences of other people and seeing like like things like that it's for us all to grow as as individuals you know so as long also like to be non-biased and not judge people right because everybody goes through stuff so I felt like um very at ease and at peace that you know she was able to cross over and it, I she's been there for months you know just floating around I guess lost and and we helped her find her way so that was awesome experience i know that my sister and jill did another one i wasn't able to do it with them i wish i did but i know jill had contacted one of her relatives and she got to talk to them so i thought that was pretty interesting and fun but also i do believe there could be some type of dangers in doing it like you have to be you know, you have to protect yourself. You can't just go in and start like, hey, let me just talk on there. Like, I don't think that's safe because at that point, you're literally just like inviting spirits into your home and you don't know if they're good spirits or bad spirits. Yeah. And what do you need to do to like protect yourself before you start messing around with like a spirit box? I would light uh, three white candles, light a red candle. Um... I would use sage, honestly, or like anything. Like, I mean, I have this, this stuff, Mira. This kind of helps protect, right, as well. Um, you can use like crystal grids too. And I mean, obviously, I would pray before, you know, I would call my ancestors and I would call my angels to come and protect me. Like, I also, when I call my ancestors, I call people that passed away that are part of my family and I ask them to protect me. I mean, you can also like envision like a bubble of protection around yourself, right? Because a lot of it's all also with our mind, right? Because I feel like also spirits, um, they can feed off of your fear, right? So they'll use that energy to manifest in, a, in different ways. So I try, I feel like you have to be at pretty, like in a peaceful state before you go in in it. I wouldn't go in there like with any type of fear, like you'd have to release that. Yeah. So it's kind of like using a Ouija board. Yes, I know. Ouija boards are different, though. They're, those can, like, literally open portals. 
and they can like literally like come in and out of the board like whenever they want so it can be kind of dangerous because with those you can actually pick up with on demons and stuff i've worked with the spirit with the ouija board and i personally wasn't a big fan of it um i've done a couple of things and there's been some other stuff that has happened with the ouija board too like it's just crazy. I mean, one time we were contacting me and my sister, we made a homemade Ouija board and we were contacting somebody in our house and there was this big mirror we had on, on, um, on, on the window. Mm-hmm. And while we were contacting and talking to the spirit, the freaking mirror fell and just broke on a carpet. It was shattered completely. And oh like my it cut my sister we literally it looked like we were getting rid of a dead body too because we didn't want my dad to know that we broke the mirror or that we were doing seance or whatever in his house I mean that's not a seance but like it's like similar I think yeah so we were like putting it in a bag back that's a no-go in a Latino home yeah I can imagine to the monte we lived right next to it and we just went like it looked like we're carrying a body and we're all bloody and stuff like that's hilarious yeah the witchy board's scary this concludes our interview with the fabulous Jackie, also known as Divine Harmony 1111 Tarot on Facebook and on TikTok as Jacqueline and V421. As mentioned earlier, links will be provided in the episode description wherever you catch the Introverted Poets podcast. Up next is a submission from a listener known as Crystals. This is her spooky, scary experience with the Ouija board. What's up, everybody? I'm going to share with you guys my um, Ouija board story. And why the fuck I will never, ever, ever, ever use one ever again. Okay, so um, I guess for privacy reasons, I'm not going to drop any names or anything like that. Because I don't know how these people feel about being, you know, mentioned and stuff. But um, we were at a friend's house. And I'm just going to call her friend A. And we were having like this little get-together party thing, right? So, like, I want to say like halfway through the party, we were like, hey, you know what? we should use the Ouija board. That would be a good idea. And we're like, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. We're all on board for it, right? So we go into uh, her, I think it was in her room. I don't even remember. And we all set up or whatever. And mind you, there was a decent amount of people there and not all of us were playing. And I think at the, whenever this happened to me, it was three of us that were playing. Friend A, um, so I can't even call her a friend because I didn't even like her, to be honest, at the time. Some chick... Um, we were all, you know, friends with, or they were friends with, not me, but friend A, not so much a friend, and myself, right, so we're all playing, and at first it was pretty, pretty normal, like, it wasn't anything too creepy or anything, and mind you, that friend A and not-so-friend had a mutual friend that had passed away, I didn't know this person, um, because like I said, I wasn't close with not so friend, you know, and, um, them, them two had a, a friend that had passed away and whatever it was we were talking to on the Ouija board was pretending to be said person. And it was, it was, it was like saying things that only that person knew and I, friend egg and and non-friend were kind of freaking out because they knew this person. So it was really eerie to them that they thought that they were talking to it to them I'm sorry and um so whatever uh as the night progresses 
we start asking it more and more questions but it just starts getting weirder and weirder like the 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 air in the room got really thick I started feeling really really drained like my energy was going it was a feeling I've never felt before in my life and it's something I don't ever want to feel again but it literally felt like my my energy was getting drained from me and as we're asking this thing questions they both friend a and non-friend start realizing that whatever it is isn't their deceased friend like it's definitely not them and it starts like laughing and like I don't know like it was just it was just getting darker and darker right so we all realize that whatever it is that we're talking to isn't their deceased friend obviously it's something way more sinister and we all start asking the questions like you know how old are you and this and that and mind you this was like over a decade ago or about a decade ago so the the details aren't the greatest but I do remember the, the shit that scared me the most and um we one of the things we ask we ask it like who's here and like I said it was just three of us playing and then there was other people in the around in the room with us like hanging out watching us play and whatever the fuck this thing we were talking to on the Ouija mentioned everybody like it dropped everybody's fucking name so I was like okay that's really weird and mind you, this time I'm I've, I'm still a little skeptical at this time. I'm still like, no, these bitches are fucking with me. Like, it's them moving that little thing, and it's not really like a demon or or fucking a ghost or whatever the fuck. So I I didn't I didn't really believe it at first, and I was still kind of like, yeah, it's a little iffy about it. But we just keep asking the questions, right? And uh, one of the questions that was asked was, "What's your favorite thing to do?" And it replies, watch friend A sleep. Mind you, this is her house, right? And so we all kind of just look at each other. And she looks really fucking freaked out. And we're all kind of like, oh, what the fuck? That's really fucking creepy. And then what I asked was, what are you? And it immediately moves to the letter D. And I'm like, I'm already shitting myself. I'm like, oh man, if it fucking says the devil, like I'm out. I'm going to go drench myself in fucking holy water. I'm fucking like creeped out at this point, right? But no, it spells out demon, which is just as fucking bad as it spelling out. Um, I mean, it's, it spells out demon, you know what I mean? So it's just as bad as it's spelling out devil. Might as well have. And... <laughs> We, I, I immediately look at them and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to play this anymore. Like, I, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. Mind you, like, I still felt really drained. And I just, I don't know. There was just something in me that was telling me to stop. And I, and I was telling them, like, you know what? That's it. It's over. So we're like, okay, fine. So we're trying to move it to say goodbye, right? And it just won't fucking let us say goodbye. It starts moving like crazy all over the board. And this is when I realized that they weren't fucking with me because... We were all, all three of us collectively, were having a hard time keeping our hands on that little thing, plan, planchette, or I don't know what the, I don't remember what the fuck you call it. We were having a hard time keeping our hands on it. So we're here trying to fucking fight this thing to say bye, and it's not really letting us, and it's going all over the fucking board, and it was just like the weirdest fucking thing ever. So eventually we get to push it to say goodbye, right? And we all kind of just look at each other and we're like, uh, that was fucking weird let's not do that and let's just you know go back to the party like we were initially going to do so 
we all go outside and we're all you know drinking and smoking and having a good time and um at some point I have to come inside to go to the restroom right so I go to the restroom and before I go into the restroom like I just I feel like something's looking at me from down the hallway and I was like okay this I'm just fucking I'm just freaking myself out right like it's just because I was playing this fucking Ouija board shit I'm just you know psyching myself out or whatever but no like I'm um, my intuition's pretty good, and I, I can tell that someone was staring at me, but I just couldn't see them. So I was like, "All right, I'm just, I'm just trying to calm myself." And I'm like, "You know what? You're just being fucking paranoid, or whatever." So I go to the restroom, I get out, I end up going to the kitchen. And the way my friend's um, kitchen was set up was, if you were on one side of the counter, let's say you're looking outside of the front part of the house, there was like this little window by the counter. And if you were to be standing there looking outside, your back would be facing this, like, archway thing to go into the second living room. And so, you know, I'm standing there, I'm pouring my drink, my back is facing that archway thing. And mid-drink pour, I get all of the fucking hairs in the back of my neck stand up. Every fucking hair stood up, and I was like, what the fuck is going on, like... It was almost like having someone stand right, right behind me. And I knew it and I felt it. And everything in my being told me there's someone behind you. And me being the person that I am, like, I'm the type of person, if I fucking hear something, I need to go investigate. Like, what was it? What is this? So I'm just like, oh, man, I really need to turn around. I really need to turn around and see what or what isn't there, you know, but I knew someone was there because, like I said, I, I'm. If you walk behind me, like an, an, a regular, normal ass person, if you walk behind me, I'll get the chills. I always do because I can always feel someone walking behind me or someone staring at me or something, you know. So I get the fuck. I get that feeling, and I, I'm just like fuck, you know. So I, I, I'm like I said, I have a bottle in one hand, I have a cup in the other hand, and I'm like, okay. In like three seconds, I'm gonna fucking turn around real quick. And if someone is there, I'm going to see it, you know? So I was like, one, two, three, boom. I turn around. Nothing. Nothing is there. That archway, that second living room looked dark as fuck. Like, it was uneerily dark. And I knew for a fact that whatever it was was staring right the fuck at me. And I could feel it in every fiber of my being. I knew that someone was there. So I immediately just grabbed my cup and my bottle and I, like, I bolt outside and I was like oh and I was just so creeped out that I didn't want to even go back in there to like pour myself anything that's why I brought the whole bottle with me outside so that's that's that right or so I think and the night keeps going we're having a good time whatever I kind of forget about it and then it's time for us to go I was spending the night at my cousin's house that day and you know we get to our house we all crash out and stuff and then I kid you not at three in the morning, like fucking devil time, I get woken up. And mind you, I am sleeping right next to her window, the window she had at the time. So I get woken up at three in the fucking morning to like a loud bang right outside the window. And it's and it was almost like a mix of like a car crash and someone hitting the window super fucking hard with their hand to the point where like I hurt like the glass shake and everything and it fucking freaked me out because when I got up 
what was creepy was that she had these two little dogs, right? That would yap and yap and, and fucking bark at everything. And when I got up to that loud noise right next to my fucking face, they were both dead ass asleep. Like the little dogs were at our feet. They were just chilling. Like they didn't hear anything. So that just told me that it was something that only I heard. That it was like targeting me almost. Like, I don't know, man. It was fucking ugly feeling. And I just told myself after that, I was like, I am never, ever, ever going to play with a Ouija board ever again. It was the worst fucking experience ever. And it was just whatever it was that we were talking to. It's like it almost like followed me and made it a point to scare me. Just, I don't know. It's it's just hard to explain. And it's for, for a little bit, I kind of got scared because I was like, man, what if this thing is actually like attached to me now or it's going to start fucking with me long term or, you know, you just never fucking know when you're playing with those things. So... I'm glad we were able to say goodbye. I'm glad we were able to close the fucking portal, essentially, because who knows what would have happened. But even then, like the the, I feel like that whatever it was really went out of its way to fucking scare me, and it did, because I've never played with a Ouija board ever since. I never fucking will ever again, because that experience was so creepy and just so messed up that oh man, like I don't, I don't wish that on anyone. So, don't do it. Don't play with one. Fucking, if you have one, burn it. Throw it in the fucking trash. Something. It's just not fucking worth it, honestly. And I'm sorry if everything's, if this isn't the greatest story ever. Like I said, this was over like a decade ago. So, there's, it's a little spotty here and there. But, for a fact, everything that I said was fucking happened. And it was fucking terrifying. And with that concludes our Spooky Scary Spectacular Volume 6 and also our last episode of Season 2, which was previously recorded in 2021. I know it's barely getting published now in 2022. This is due to holidays. Join us in the summer for Season 3. This is Ileana Jade, and as always, stay safe out there.